0: Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek off the motion picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right, the movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie, a motion picture. On Amazon Prime, available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trekoff. The word Trekoff, one word, and you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon, but like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it, give us good reviews, and share it on your Facebook page. Stuff, man. I'm just excited. Trek out the motion picture. Warning: The following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. We're giving it all she's got, Captain. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my
1: name is Alexia. And
0: today we were just talking about how I'm so exhausted because yeah. of all the shit that i've had to do today i am just we are we are you have
1: kids i really feel like that's just like
0: that we are we are <laughs> we are phoning the show in a little bit today guys uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is what it is. this We're is not here, gonna be a bye. show ever uh, we'll try we'll do it for you it was funny i just so i watched a couple of movies uh recently and the first one i want to mention that i watched uh, that i had never seen before have you seen neighbors
1: um no i have not actually. it's funny I I feel like it would be, I like, I like the people, you know what I mean? And I, and I remember seeing the the trailer and liking it, but I will say this, like when I saw the trailer for neighbors two or something, I was like, okay, now this, this seems like you're pushing you guys. Like
0: it's interesting though. Here's the thing. Neighbors two, like, first of all, let's just call it out. Comedy sequels are generally. Like, bad ideas.
1: Yeah, because it's just the exact same, like, it's, 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 yeah, it's sort talked, of the uh, same movie over again, and it's like, but yeah, you've we, already done we've that.
0: Talked, we've talked about this before, is that it's, really, it's a really hard thing to do, because, because what makes something funny is surprise, right? That's the, that's the structure of a joke. I say, I say, yo, knock, knock. You say, who's there? And I say, eucalyptus. And you say, eucalyptus who? And at this point, there's like the tension of what's it going to be? And I go, hey, Barbara, eucalyptus, my hair too short. <laughs> it's not very funny <laughs> <laughs> the point being is what okay the, what's but i have
1: i have a joke that i read that was actually i thought really funny
0: and, okay go for it. Uh,
1: it i read it in in game informer so credit credits due. and it was they asked like what's the funniest video game reference joke uh you've ever heard and i don't remember sadly who the person is that actually sent that in but the joke was uh what kind of pants does mario wear
0: what kind of pants does Mario wear, Alexia?
1: Denim, denim, denim. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. Apparently, they didn't think it was that funny, but I thought that was fucking great. I loved it.
0: If you like that, you like this. My uh, Arthur, who you who you've met and spoken to, um, mm-hmm. who 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 may or may not be getting a podcast on this network pretty soon. Oh. Um, uh, I told me this one. Um, uh, what do you say to a pirate on his 80th birthday? What? Hi, matey. <laughs> <laughs> is that terrible? All right, so the reason these jokes are funny is because, <laughs>
1: it's because you don't know what the answer is theoretically. Yeah,
0: exactly. Is that it's the tension to the build up where you go, every joke is structured, tension, build up, where's it gonna go? And then the what makes you laugh is the left turn.
1: Yeah, and I think it depends on work. the comedy, honestly, because because in some cases, like there are things that I can watch over and over again and they're funny every time. They're never probably as funny as they were the first time, but they're still funny every time.
0: Well I think that's why Ghostbusters holds up because Ghostbusters is not that funny. It's not it's that It's
1: fun, funny. but it's, it's not, not like with funny. With,
0: it's, not, it's not jokes, you know. Yeah, it's not um, jokes.
1: It's fun, but yeah, that, but that's different. That's like yeah, and, it's and, funny, and can, but uh, yeah, and like that's every time the, I watch, like I mean, perfect example. Every time I watch Firefly, like I'm amused and entertained every time. Like every time, you know, but, even in the movie when Wash is like, I'm a leaf on the wind, I'm a leaf on the wind. every time it's it's funny to me.
0: Yeah. Well you and know? and 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 the thing is is and that's that's more screwball comedy. That's like, you know, you know, just ramp ramping up the energy and that is that does stand like Yeah, re-watching. because again
1: it's not like joke you yeah. know, let's not like setup and then punchline.
0: Well, for instance, that's why and I said this about the new Ghostbusters movie. The new Ghostbusters movie, the one with the, the latest Ghostbusters movie, made me laugh more than the original Ghostbusters movie and I disliked it by a great deal more than the new Ghostbusters movies because while it made me laugh it only made me laugh more because they were constantly throwing shit at the screen constantly throwing jokes at the screen and one out of every five of them worked and I laughed a lot more than I would watching the original Ghostbusters but it's not as the enjoyable of the day, of experience. at the end of the day yeah at the end of the day you're like wow well, I laughed more I also spent a lot more time going well that's not that funny a lot, in the yeah, movie.
1: or even potentially groaning, like if you actually make me groan, and I am like, you know me, I am like really easy to you would laugh at
0: my fucking eucalyptus joke,
1: <laughs> do you know? like, so I am super easy to abuse. If I groan at something that you were trying to land as funny, that is not good. That's um that it, you should work on whatever that is.
0: And for I'm, those reasons, sequel comedies uh, don't tend to work because either they, they make one of many different kinds of mistakes. The first mistake is when they yes, they just repeat the movie again with a couple of twists. Yeah, and, like a different place. And that's and something. that's where you get like Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters Two is is one. They've toned down the adult humor. They made it much more for kids. Um, I like Ghostbusters Two. But I it's like not Ghostbusters
1: as, Two as it's well, but as it, but it's clearly not as good as the first one.
0: Or you try to make it bigger, like Back to the Future Two, where Back to the Future Two is arguably a better science fiction movie, but it's not nearly as fun or as funny or as original feeling. Even though there's so much creativity within, and it totally Back to the works. 2. Like
1: that's that's one of those times. Because here's the thing: when I do think. If you've got comedy, but you've also got action, or you've got some other element, it can work. If you've got somewhere else for the story to go, it can work. Yeah, like um, I think for for me, a good, really good example is like all the Lethal Weapon movies. I find all of them funny, and I find all of them good.
0: And there's four of them. They're different from each other in Big they Bad. They
1: are like you because you, what you're seeing is the you're seeing these two cops grow. Like in, in in the case of of one of them, in the case of um, uh. Um, yeah in case of riggs character you're seeing this guy who's like sort of like young vital prime you know going through to kind of become Murtagh-like. yeah and
0: then that looks like and then you have uh the other mistake that comedies make is they try to be bigger and funnier and the problem where that really doesn't work is fish out of water comedies and we talked about that very specifically about zoolander 2 and ace ventura 2 which is where the whole joke of Ace Ventura 1, talked about this before, is that is that Ace is crazy and the rest of the world is normal and Ace does something crazy and the rest of the world looks at him like, what the fuck? And then you laugh because that's funny. Ace Ventura 2, Ace is crazy in a crazy place where everybody's a cartoon character now. And, and it's just not as funny. Zoolander 2, Zoolander 2 is the same thing. Zoolander 1, he was surrounded by other smart people. Other than Hansel, but like, but like, there there was, but, but the, uh, what's her name? The, um, Ben Stiller's wife's, uh, character, she was smart. And there were other smart people. You get to Zoolander 2 and everybody is an idiot. And it's just, I haven't seen it yet. So it's it's, It's, not, there, there are very few movies that I will turn off halfway through. I turned it off. I was bored as fuck oh, in that movie. No. And that bored. Makes me- not not even groaning, just dull. Just bored. Just, just uh, dull. Bored, bored, bored to death. And I was like 40 minutes and I was like, I could be watching something else right now and I'd rather be. So I did. Oh, um, wow. That's unfortunate. So, so it's really hard to have. I would say if I think about comedy sequels that are, and it's hard to say that there are very many that are as funny as the original I would, like, Wayne's World 2 is not as good. Ghostbusters 2 is not as good. Um, Blues Brothers 2000 is really not as good. Um, <laughs> Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey.
1: It's, like, it's not as good, but I do like it. Like, I so, like it more.
0: I, th- I like it you more. You like it
1: more than Excellent Adventure, really? I like
0: it more than Excellent Adventure. I think the character of Death is so great.
1: Oh, he's just the best two out of five. <laughs> best three out of five. Yeah, it's,
0: do not Do not overlook my butt. I work out all the time. <laughs> and reaping burns a lot of calories. It's just um and the little things that they add, the way that they they can like make the guitar sound by doing their fingers together, you know, the 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 lines in hell are amazing. Dude, if we die, you can totally have my Megadeth collection. We're already dead, dude. Oh, well, I guess they're yours. It's just <laughs> it's so good.
1: It is good. Here's the thing. You
0: know what? There's
1: there's a way in which comedy can like be so i guess maybe it's what it's serialized because a good example is like archer it is never not funny mm-hmm. and i just watched the preview for season eight and it's like all noir and i'm like oh my god i can't wait and i'm so excited and, and part of the humor in archer part of what makes it so great i mean is that obviously the characters baseline are fucking hysterical but like there are inside jokes like there are jokes that they built in the show Can we that bring they, back phrasing yeah, are, are back back phrasing? phrasing? <laughs> Seriously, we're phrasing, yeah. Like, um, and I love that. And it's there. So when you have something like that, you have like a recurring joke. And I think kind of what you're saying with Bill and Ted is true, right? Like, because there are certain things that are reoccurring for those characters. That's like their own but comic language. A totally you know.
0: different way. I think the thing about Bill and Ted, too, is is it's a totally they had a whole fresh plate of ideas. That, that yeah, I mean, they talked to some place
1: totally different, and, it, and so now you're still seeing these characters who are baseline, funny and interesting, and now yeah. how are they in this environment? Yeah. And that can work.
0: Yeah, but, and it did whatever magic they found there. Now, I will say this. I have not seen Neighbors 2 yet. But I was neighbors one had a tomato rating of like eighty three percent. We're like fuck, comedies never get that high, so might as well see it. Um, I'll talk about it in a second. But it, but neighbors two, which I haven't seen, has a sixty three percent on, which is still fresh, and I find that encouraging because you look at Zoolander one, it's like it's really good, and Zoolander two, it's like shit, and same with Dumb and Dumber two, and same with and it looks like while there's a while it turns like it's not quite as good, it looks like neighbors two has somewhat escaped that curse. Interesting. So. I'm like, neighbors neighbors if you haven't seen the concept of it is is um, Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen are uh, are a married couple with a baby who with a brand new baby who before they had that baby were kind of like a fun partying couple and now they're kind of finding their social life trapped by the fact that they have this baby and a fraternity moves in next door to them um and at first they're excited because like oh these guys are cool and they actually meet them and they party with them one night and and they're like we're gonna try and be cool we're gonna be young and hip and of course they're not but they're kind of genuine and nice and so everybody gets along that first night um and then the, and then the second night there's another party and it keeps the baby up till four in the morning and they keep trying to call them and it doesn't work so they call the police on them and when they call the police on them, the people in the fraternity decide that that's you know they're going to get revenge. And then there's this cycle of revenge where where the where the Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen's character are continually trying to do things to make it so the fraternity is kicked out because they just want their life back and this, the fraternity's ruining their life. And they're just fucking but, with each other pretty much. And 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 it gets it gets crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier. And, and Zach Afron's in it and is actually really good. And it is really funny um uh and i i just really really dug the, the shit out of it the reason that i brought it up is that we talked about how we're just phoning this one in and i will tell you today was that day for me man <laughs> today was like and i don't ever want to say i'm trapped by my kids because like i just yesterday um oh i have another sci-fi thing another movie i watched yesterday um and i wouldn't have watched i never would have gotten around to except that i had a kid and i was like okay i guess i'll watch it i would never have seen the lego batman movie <laughs> um, which I really liked, I would have gone, oh, I should see that sometime. But it never would have been that right time. It never would have been like, hey, it's a Saturday night. Do we watch the Lego Batman movie? Or look, Arrival's out. And that's, which is amazing. Um is it? Like, so, so there are, there are, there are, I would never get around to seeing a lot of the, I would have never seen Moana and it's, it's a wonderful film. So oh, I would
1: totally, I mean, I probably won't see it in the theater. Unfortunately, that seems unlikely. Well, but.
0: It's just, there are so many movies that come out that I want to see that. I just like, it would, it would be, it'd be like that. Jeffrey Rush's first movie shine where he plays piano. I've never seen. I've never seen Shine. I've always, I've, al- I've never seen There Will Be Blood. I always meant to see There Will Be Blood, but it's never a Friday night where, we're like, hey, let's kick back a couple of glasses of wine. We have got some chips and hummus here ready to go. Let's have a nice date night. There Will Be Blood. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really, I mean, and, and, and in my opinion on that film in particular, is that his performance is really great, but like the movie as a whole is not that interesting to
0: me of a story. But even if it were just the name and the intensity of the film. Sure. It's like,
1: yeah, it's like, it's like getting together and being like, baby, it's just a lovely night. It's date night.
0: Let's put on Schindler's List. And before, like, we yeah, had, you're not. before we had kids, you know what that movie would have been? That would have been a Saturday afternoon at two movie. That's when we would have gone to see it before we had kids. Where it's like, it's Saturday afternoon, it's two. We would have gone to the theater to see a movie. Like when we went to go see The Queen. Like it's like you go in the, in the first part of the day, maybe have a nice lunch, then go there. And then you have the rest of your day. But if you're going to only have one thing.
1: You get to see
0: (laughs) (laughs) like if that's going to be your day, if that's your only time you have kids go to bed at nine, you're going to go to bed at midnight. You only have a little bit of time to watch a movie. It's not going to be, you know, there will be blood. Yeah. So, or the, or the, or frankly, the Lego Batman movie, it's going to be something that's kind of consumable as a couple. Um, a, a Hollywood comedy, or maybe some independent thing like Nick and Nora's infinite playlist, which we loved. Um, so, so I felt that way. It felt very much like as I was running my older son around to like four doctor's appointments today. It felt very much like, like I used to be cool. It used to be like, <laughs> <laughs> I used and, to do stuff and used, be fun yeah. and, <laughs> and now, and now I'm here and just like, like trying to, and, and you know you don't have kids. So I'm trying to explain, and I know that pe- people who don't have kids just get so tired of hearing people do, do, do have kids talk about all the shit they have to do with their kids. Like it's, it's the only thing that I, mean, possibly-
1: I don't like, honestly, like every time I, he- I, ha- I he- hear about it, I'm like, wow, you people are saints, you yeah, know, it's just, just it's serious. So, well, except,
0: except that I know cause all my friends do have kids. The only thing more boring than doing all the stupid shit you got to do for your kids is listening to other fucking people complain about all the stupid shit they got to do for their kids. I'm like, fuck. I, oh, gotta- I
1: imagine. Yeah. Like parents I and already parents, so you all shit. you talk about, right?
0: I don't want to <laughs> hear about your shit. I already had to do it. no. Sometimes you actually do get really into. It. Can you believe? Do you know what? Do you know what he said? Oh my gosh! Jesus. It's like it's 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 like you're gossiping about the crazy person at work, but it's just about your kids. Do
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> you believe? Yes. And he I feel shit. like that he would make me in his fucking, hands. that shit crazy.
0: hands. <laughs> you believe he's shit in his hands? Who shits in their hands? <laughs> Who shits in their hands? Who does Who that? Who does that? Who um, does that? <laughs> so, so, um so that's a so um that's that's uh the nature of comedy and the nature of life uh a couple of science fiction things that we saw and have you seen arrival
1: uh i have not is it in any way associated with the arrival from back in the day no with charlie sheen because i saw that no. No. And i'm like no. are they rebooting that what is this because all i've seen is a poster so i have a
0: has the same tone as, but is significantly better than Deep Impact.
1: Oh well, then I'm not gonna like it.
0: Oh, you'll love it. I oh, hated you'll love Deep it. Impact. I hated it. I said significantly better than.
1: No, no, no. I mean I didn't hate it because it was bad. I hated it because I wanted to kill myself after it was over.
0: It does not make you feel that. No, it's an affirmation of life. It's a, it's an incredibly, it's not.
1: You're sure? Because I wouldn't call Deep Impact an affirmation of life.
0: Deep Impact is an affirmation of life until the last fifteen minutes of the movie so sure
1: maybe yeah yeah, so
0: so that's that's i I like i
1: only have like one rogue one type movie in my in my in like a year that i think i can handle
0: (laughs) um no it's it's i mean it's it's a movie that will tug at your heartstrings but not in a in a grind you underfoot
1: i mean it way. probably still means i'll cry a lot but if it's hopeful sure. crying that's a it's lot better crying. than yeah, than like the 30 minutes i had to cry after
0: i watched titanic it's it's so good it's no it's not like that no i i i cried through the credits of titanic with my wife there and the credits titanic are fucking long i mean they seriously. are like i
1: cry like i remember distinctly because i saw it in the fucking movie theater which was like a
0: huge mistake i saw it 18 and times in the theater that's you fucking, this? Nuts. Eight, I, that's I mean, fucking I, nuts i will say this Despite its flaws, I still think Titanic is a near perfect film.
1: It is. I mean, it's a damn fine film. Like I'm like it's people shit on it for for how cheeseball
0: it is, and and some of the dialogue is super clunky. But it's a movie that romantic comedy, romantic tragedy, action action thriller, um, action thriller, almost steampunk. Uh, In in it's it's it makes it almost like uh, I mean, it's James Cameron and there's absolutely things to be drawn in parallel between Rose and Jack escaping the bottom of the ship and Ripley running through LV426 at the end of Aliens. There's absolutely like only James Cameron would say, hey, the Titanic is sinking. Let's have there be strobe lights and explosions as you're running through the water that's chasing you down the hall. Like it's like, of course, that's what James Cameron's (laughs) going to do. What it's did you think brilliant. he was going to do? He's I'm James just Cameron. I
1: said Sounds the same good. thing
0: about same thing about Avatar. I'll shit all over Avatar for being stupid and being too much like like Fern Gully. But man, when that tree was burning, I was like, oh god, the tree, <laughs> the, tree!
1: <laughs> the tree. I the know, tree! right? And then, and then like... when there
0: was the then when there was the big battle in 3D with the with the things for the ships, I was like, fuck yeah, kill those fucking ships. <laughs> <laughs> like I got like I say oh and it's easy for me to go Avatar what a piece of shit I only saw that six times in the theater
1: <laughs> like because here's the thing even if you're telling some story and you have some ridiculous thing like unobtainium like it it doesn't matter if you tell it like really fucking well yeah like that's I, I asserted it then that's and I av- can and Avatar I think it's is a, now
0: a- Avatar is a stupid story told really well.
1: Yeah, like and people like and people shit on Titanic. They're like, "You know how it's going to end." I'm like, "Oh my gosh. Like you're missing the fucking point."
0: <laughs> like, "You don't know how it's going to end because as far as I know, there wasn't a running gun battle in the middle of Titanic." <laughs> like, as the Titanic. For my recollection, yes. I, I don't I don't remember any stories of, of as the ship was as the ship was sinking, there's a woman running with her ex-husband firing madly. <laughs>
1: Like I didn't know anything about Jack and that girl on that ship. Okay. I didn't know they were there. Okay. So how could I possibly have known how that was going to go down? Okay. So yeah, I knew some sort of minor spoiler. The ship fucking sinks. All right, fine.
0: But while, while we're on James Cameron, um, uh, a couple of interesting things. One, uh, he next year gets the rights back to the Terminator franchise. Really? Yes. Interesting. Uh, so uh so mean, here's the
1: th- here's the way i honestly feel about that is like where can you really go from here like well, you, wh- how much story is there really left to tell like um, now that we've had good movie good movie a couple bad ones a series that was so, a reboot and like really different have you like, seen
0: have you seen the series and have you seen all the terminator yes. film?
1: um trying to think i don't i can't remember the last one super
0: well but that doesn't mean i didn't see it terminator genesis said i really uh, didn't uh, sarah i really didn't care for anything after the second one What? uh sarah connor was played by khaleesi from uh from games of thrones game of thrones i don't watch game of thrones so i don't know who that is one game of thrones is amazing um
1: Right, uh, I so- know. I mean, I'm clear on that. Like the books, I'm, I'm, I had, I'm told you, and I'm not, I'm still not done with the fucking books. Oh, like sure, that's why I'm out. not check watching the
0: series yet. Uh, uh, Khaleesi is played by Amelia Clark in Game of Thrones, who was Sarah Connor in Terminator Genesis, and Cersei is played by I can't remember the actress. Right, she was Sarah Connor in the she show. Sarah. So you gotta wonder now that they're back on. The, like after that, you think, hey, Sarah, hey, Sarah. Or do you think they're just like, Fuck. oh, some nerd out there saying that? <laughs> Can you believe this? We're yeah, no, it's me?
1: definitely, it's definitely you, some nerd out there that's like. I bet they talk about it. I bet they call each other Sarah all well, the time. I bet they're great,
0: Sarah BFFs. And as great as <laughs> Linda Hamilton was, um, I wish I could remember who played. Let me. I just gotta look at that because I'm gonna about to talk about her and I just can't call her uh, Terminator. You know what? Yeah,
1: because the last, the very last one was a reboot. I haven't seen it.
0: Uh, Terminator series. What was it I really oh.
1: I'm starting to get like a bad taste in my mouth. Anytime I hear a fucking reboot like um, I just want to roll what, my eyes.
0: It wasn't really a reboot. No, no, was it was not I
1: mean, if you're ha- if you have someone else in the role, I feel like it's a reboot because it's not like it, this is a soap opera and we just change the person out and we don't talk Lena, about
0: it. Lena Hetty was uh was I,
1: I don't think oh, I didn't that, know that was the name you were looking for. I had yeah. that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, so here's so here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I it wasn't a reboot in that it was in continuity with everything else. And you absolutely can have someone else in the role. John Connor has been played by a different person in every single one of the movies.
1: Yeah, every but in, movie. in every single one. But, it, but the difference is in, in the other movies.
0: In like, Terminator 2. In, for, for instance, by... the
1: difference between Terminator 2 and, and the next is he's an adult. So like. No, it, no, no, no.
0: The, they, the adult John Connor in Terminator 2 when they flash to the future is played by a different guy than in Terminator 1. And then played by a different guy in Terminator Three, and then played by um, by fucking what's his name uh, Batman Christian Bale in oh, Terminator Four, and then played uh, by a different guy in Terminator Five. Right, uh, and that's what
1: I'm saying. I don't like the like. I don't really like anything past two.
0: I loved the Sarah Chron- Sarah Connor Chronicles.
1: I mean, I did like the show. The show it was, was its so, own thing, and it was totally different. And I, so, because of that, like I remember when it started, I was like, "I'm not sure how I feel about this." I was like, "But I'm going to give it a chance because it it is doing something totally different." What I liked, and- but it was
0: it was not continuity. It was a parallel universe that they created. What I liked about the, the Sarah Connor Chronicles that was so maybe the reason it was too much for basic basic audiences. So, if anyone who hasn't seen the Sarah Connor ch- Chronicles knows that it starts in like. 1993 right after Terminator 2 has happened and they and another terminator comes back played by Summer Glau from uh from Firefly and they time they time jump into what was present uh uh in whenever that came out what in 2009 so they time jump forward to 2009 which is not something they did before that was a totally that was something that had never happened before and the reason they did that is cuz someone came back in time then what you realize is that more people are coming back in time and they're from a future that is different than Sarah's original future. Eventually, Kyle's brother comes back in time. And then they every time they change something, every time someone comes back, it's really interesting because somebody else comes back from the future that knew Kyle's brother, and she's describing a different future. They're basically saying everything they're doing is morphing the future. The future this amorphous along. future that is constantly changing now. Yeah. because of what they're doing and it was so it was such a cool science fiction concept that oh yeah like, it's like
1: have you seen travelers yet no dude like you're gonna be so mad when it's done like when you're done with season because there's only one season up on netflix yeah. right now um it's a netflix original but it's it's so like that um like it's have you even seen the trailer for it no oh my god it's so awesome it's like so basically there are time travelers but the way that it works is they basically they they like um like use longitude latitude and like news sources or whatever to see where a person is is going to die and they basically so they're not time traveling physically they're they're their consciousness is time traveling okay and it time travels like into and it has um the guy that used to be on will and grace that played will that was in uh, perception i think is what the name of that show was was also also awesome on also in
0: free enterprise
1: um Oh yeah, yep. so he's in he's in he's one of the main Eric characters. Eric McCormick. Thank you, Eric McCormick. That's his name. And he so he's in it and like so you've got all these and they basically I'm, I I am number whatever and they like have a string of numbers to identify themselves and they do all this re- and like they're like like splinter cells right all around in the world and they all have their own missions that they're given from on high and they're trying to save the future like that's that's the point. Like the world melts down at some point. And they, each team has like a a uh, historian that like knows all the stuff about the time period that gets the money that knows like races and games and, and stuff like that, that they can use to make money. that so people don't know, but like they're living these people's lives ostensibly and they're, tr- and they're trying to pass themselves off as them. And, and like, you feel like morally you're kind of like, it's a little bit up, fucked up, but you're like at the same time, like they would have been dead. Like they would be gone. Right. And, like you've got some relationships that pass over from the the future. And then, you know, throughout the course of even just season one, they're, they're the stuff that they're doing changes things. And when new people are sent back or they meet like new cells that have just arrived, they're like, what are you talking about? Like, no. And and like, oh, just, oh cool. my God, it's so fucking good. That's like cool. you should immediately start watching it. Well, I'll add it to
0: my summer list. I, a, I, I will talk at some point about what our summer list is when all our, our regular, Shows go away for four months. We have a whole list of things we want to do. I want to go back to Terminator real quick because I want to talk about um, uh, Terminator Genesis, uh real quick, which is the one that just came back, that um, it was it, it is absolutely in continuity. And they try so hard not to make it a reboot in that they actually reshoot shot for shot scenes from Terminator one. Like like it takes part of the movie takes place during Terminator one. Um, but everything is different, of course, because Sarah Connor in Terminator 1 is now a big fucking badass like she wasn't before because somebody came back in time and saw her when she was a child. And again, it's the the morphing future and stuff. I think what Cameron's going to do is I think he's just going to ignore all that noise. And I think he's going to right now he and and it's the thing I, I, I like the people involved. He and um I wish I could remember the name of the other person. Um Boom! This is from Dark Horizons um, and uh, this is him talking about doing the new uh, thing that he's doing with Tim Miller. Uh, Tim Miller, of course, made Deadpool. Um, and he wrote, uh, Cameron also spoke with the next Terminator film, which will be helmed, directed by... Deadpool director Tim Miller with Cameron Producing and their co-writing. Cameron says the most important thing to him is approaching the material from an original angle. Cameron says, I think the bigger issue is how do we make it fresh? How do we make it new and as inventive for the 21st century as the first two Terminators were 25 and 30 years ago? Here's the thing. I believe in the guy who made Deadpool and James Cameron sitting down at a table with a beloved property and going, this must be fresh. And knowing that those two guys are going to come up with an idea that is fucking fresher than the organic section of the supermarket, like I, really, <laughs> I really like not I believe. A lot that, of
1: faith, my friend.
0: Well, I mean, they they have a. I good mean, track a faith record, right? of those
1: people? Like I, I yeah. as as their body of work speaks for them, but I, I I'm, I'm 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 stumped as to how they can accomplish it. And
0: I will. I think, if I think it's they awesome, can I'll it by ignoring everything that came before. I think you just I go not
1: worthy. You've done it, but
0: yeah i think you know what i think you do i don't think you can completely ignore what came before but i think what you can do is you can just do time travel you can just go hey we're starting here time travel goes here we don't even mention anything that was in the ones before but if you want to believe that those things existed you absolutely may because what we've done is we've changed the timeline and we're doing this now time travel is a huge part of Terminator. the timeline is constantly changing so we're telling this story here and we and, and in two minutes we do away with you know with essentially three four and five and go okay we're going from the end of two and this is what we're doing now and i think you can do it without just ignoring the other ones in a disrespectful way i think you just go hey this is a story we're telling and because it's all with time travel it's perfectly possible for it all to kind of exist in its own multiverse here's what i
1: think if if they're gonna do it what i would like to see is yes for it to take place after two what i'd like to see is us way in the future Linda Hamilton still plays her character. All right. Linda Hamilton is Sarah Connor. Lena is
0: also very much Sarah Connor to me. But OK,
1: sure. But in the movies, she wasn't. And yeah. I love her. But in, and she and she's busy on fucking Game of Thrones
0: anyway. Like I know. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm just saying. So I'm, let me just
1: finish my thought. Sure, fucker, yeah, I'm
0: sorry. Sorry. Fuck. Sorry. So yeah.
1: Fuck. Shit. I'm saying we're way in the future and she has aged and they think that they and, and by this point, like, you know, she's grown up and older and her son and they have this great life right and they they have ostensibly effectively averted the disaster or so they think so instead of it being about john anymore it's about two it's about somebody else entirely everything happens later because people don't fucking learn from their mistakes everything still happens but it happens much later and so it's when they're older and it's somebody new
0: that's what happened in Terminator 3. I mean, Terminator 3 was the whole plot of John Connor Terminator 3 is that Judgment Day never happened, and he didn't know what to do with his, with his life because Judgment Day never happened, and then it happens later. But I still think- oh, like, well,
1: did it happens later with different people, or what? Like, what happens? I don't remember that movie well enough, clearly.
0: um, it At the end of that movie, actually, the best thing about Terminator 3, I will give Terminator 3 that has the best ending of any of the Terminator movies, because at the end of that movie, Judgment Day happens. So they they think that they're racing. Um, Arnold's character sends them off to, to they think, stop Judgment Day. But what he's really done is they arrive there and he realizes that he, they realize that Arnold has sent them off into a safe house and Judgment Day happens. So the movie ends with all the missiles going and hitting and blowing.
1: Okay, shot. but see, I don't, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying You're it's si- the future. It's far enough in the future. They've both grown up. They've lived lives like... I mean, how old is she now? I mean.
0: Late 60s, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. So, because I'm, I'm trying to remember. I mean, she looked pretty good on Revolution. Um, not Revolution was that show. Um, this is a sci-fi show I really like. Defiance. Um, right. Anyway, I'm saying, th- so the story is no longer really about them. Like, it gives you the freedom, right? Because you're rewriting the future, if you will. That they're no longer really a part of, of stopping it of any of it right? Because they're too old. It doesn't like, it happens so much later than they can really affect. But because they know certain things, you know what I mean? Like, they, they. it's sort of like they're there, but it's not about them. It's about somebody else because everything is different now. Because they stopped it. Everything happens differently in
0: a way yeah, that I they're think, not involved yeah, with. So it gives you
1: the freedom to have totally new characters and not, and make it but fresh.
0: how do you use Arnold? That's a big question because it's like you feel like you gotta, um, ter- you must see Terminator Genesis because they do that really, really well. I mean, I mean that was a-
1: the only reason I want to see that movie. Honestly, was to see because I could see how they basically had the they had the original footage. They had young Arnold, then they have somehow he's been able to age. Um, as would a explain
0: it, explain really, really simply. It goes, it goes the 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 endoskeleton absolutely doesn't age, but the it's living tissue on top of it.
1: Yeah, so of course, of course it's, it that, that yeah. totally, and that totally makes sense. So, so that's how you ha- you have him, yeah. you have him with them, like because it's not like I don't I don't know how any of this shit ends, so I don't know where he goes. <laughs> I, like, I know where he goes at the end of two, but like uh, he
0: gives you a big thumbs up.
1: Uh, but you could have him like basically like that's what I'm saying. So you kind of would have because think about it, like all the things that we have seen that have been successful in um in continuation of their story this this far um in the actual future right sure yeah is that there's a passing of the torch that you've got the old guard and they're there and they matter but you but it's now being handed off to a a fresh generation and that's that's how i think you that's the way you do it with the most respect while giving yourself the most freedom
0: i agree i agree although so, although maybe they come up you know these guys are smarter than you and i so i that's
1: true too i mean maybe I'm, they come
0: up with some shit we haven't even thought about you know which i yeah. which that's what some i really that yeah. want like, that's the thing that's what i really want i don't want it to be what you just said or anything i just predicted i want to be sitting in there and going what the fuck that's just i i want i honestly would go i you would, would never. You, so all they really have to do is
1: blow your minds
0: good luck that, guys <laughs> with,
1: a, with a great
0: action movie totally, but here's the thing
1: no pressure it just has to be the most mind-blowingly awesome thing I never could have ever.
0: Conceived except of. that, except that, fucking James Cameron made giant Smurfs and and giant Smurfs in the Ferngully plot and turned it to the number one movie of all time, replacing himself in a giant period drama about the sinking of the Titanic, which was. The one number one I mean seriously the only the first thing to beat Titanic was another James Cameron movie So I believe <laughs> in his ability to do that like I, think,
1: I do too, I, I do I do similar I with in.
0: Deadpool again Like he took like the X-Men franchise is getting super stale and he took it and just turned it on seer And made, so I believe in these guys and their ability to do it I also in the meantime while we're waiting for Terminator the new one to come out uh, James Cameron is doing a 3d conversion of Terminator 2
1: <gasps> um, oh my god, I want that so bad. And let's
0: let me say this again: the guy who made Avatar is doing a 3D conversion of Terminator right? 2.
1: This I want is not it just so like, bad. Oh,
0: we just did a 3D conversion. This is the guy no. who this pioneered the guy who, like, 3D. Yeah, who perfected 3D essentially. Yeah, and pioneered it. It was him, him, Lucas, and I think it was him, Lucas, and Peter Jackson who all got together to do 3D for the first time when, like, they 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 helped develop the technology. And then he made Avatar to perfect the technology, and now he wants to do a 3D re like. Oh my gosh, I want it so bad. You said 3D was dead.
1: I want it so bad.
0: I, I I want that on the big screen, and it's a 4K conversion. So he's they they have removed all the grain. He said he said even 2D this movie looks ten times better than it ever did before. Um. Yeah, I, I mean I, that's thrilled. something I do
1: find fascinating about like I love about getting. I mean, because I like I said like perfect example is the last starfighter like when i got the the blu-ray of that like it is so crisp it is so clear like except for the fact that like it is like you know i know when it was made it absolutely could have been it could have come from today like you could yeah, put that no, on the I, I, I watched t- today and it would look
0: good say terminator 2 holds up like somehow or another those fucking effects hold up now oh, like i agree breath-
1: it absolutely does I, it 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 holds up it's but if you're making it, I think the only thing that, that doesn't right is, is is the fidelity, right? Yeah, like that's when you can, you can tell the picture isn't as crisp as something they film now. Which is what he's fixing. So you uh, so you yeah. fix that. It's fucking. It's going to be. Oh my god! Like yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm excited. About that. I want it so much. <laughs> um, and they better actually release it in 3D on Blu-ray or whatever because I want to watch it that way always. Okay. I would
0: hope that there's still a market that he would still want that he's still pushing that technology big time. So bless YouTube's
1: um, <laughs> um,
0: I saw another sci-fi film. I was talking about how my son made it possible for us to watch a sci-fi film. I we never got around to. Have you seen Ender's Game?
1: I have. Um,
0: yes. Have you read the book? Uh, I have. Um. So I did I, not feel like it was a very good representation of the book. It wasn't. It wasn't. And I do want to talk about that. We. I. Um. I've read. Ender's Game the book uh, twice to myself and then I just finished reading it out loud to uh, my oldest son. We're in the process of reading Ender's Shadow now out loud. Um, I've read Ender's Shadow twice and then I've read uh, the all of the Ender books and Shadow books. Um, I've not read the prequels um, like the first Formic War and stuff like that. I haven't read that. That has been co-written by Orson Scott Card but I've read all five. I've only five... ever read
1: Ender's Game so I have <coughs> the,
0: more. Ender's Shadow is Arguably better than Ender's Game, really. Um, uh, Ender Shadow. So, for those of you who don't know the book, Ender Shadow. Ender Shadow follows the character of Bean during the events of Ender's Game. It's a parallel novel to Ender's Game. Oh, that's cool. Um, it's so cool, and it's so. And Bean is a better character than Ender. Bean is. Yeah. Is, oh my god, he's smarter. Uh, he's darker. He's uh, essentially he. Well, where where Ender grew up, you know, very suburban. Uh, he grew up uh, homeless on the streets of Rotterdam. Um, and so he's incredibly calculating um, he's, it's, huh. and then what happens essentially the Ender series uh, after Ender's game Ender goes on a light ship a, a light like a, a a faster than light journey somewhere and by the time he contacts Earth for Earth it's already like this is the beginning of Speaker for the Dead for Earth it's already been like 50 years because ah. of, uh, uh, but the shadow books follow uh, Bean after the events of Ender's game and it's everything it's essentially it becomes like a game of risk. It's like the sci-fi aspect's somewhat gone. But what you have is you have all the geniuses who are in battle school are now back on Earth and they all go back to the countries they came from. And of course they become the leaders of those countries because they're super super fucking geniuses. And then all of a sudden you have all the fucking smartest people in the world vying for power. Oh wow. Um, it's great. The shadow it the both the Shadow series and the Ender series peter out a little bit um at the end. Of their of their of their runs a little bit, but they're still it's still worthwhile. It's like Return of the Jedi. It's it's fine. It's not as good as Empire, but it's fine, and that's I the like end. Like Return of the Jedi, whatever. Yeah, I like Return of the Jedi too. I love Return of the <laughs> Jedi. But what I'm saying it's 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 the books are like that. Like it gets the end. You're like yeah, the, that last one wasn't quite as good as the one before, but it still makes for an incredibly enriching experience. I would I would recommend both tetralogies of books. Um, but I saw the movie. Uh, and uh, people shit on this. People call this movie awful, and I don't understand it. I thought, the yeah, movie I don't was... know
1: that I would go that far. I don't think I felt that
0: um vehemently about it. I didn't feel vehement. I felt very good about the movie. I don't understand why people dislike. I felt the... very eh about the movie. So for those of you who that's don't, that's
1: the problem, right? Like, because I didn't feel very eh about the book.
0: So, for those of you who don't know the story of Ender's Game, um, and a lot of you probably don't, because uh, it was it was very big in the '90s and then kind of disappeared. And then there's a movie that didn't do that well. Um, basically, there has been a giant invasion of Earth by big bug-like creatures that was barely defeated, um, and uh, and uh, they destroyed the mothership. And much like the end of Star Wars Episode One, all of the all of the buggers who invaded Earth uh, just kind of died off. Um, but Earth is, uh, Earth is convinced that they're going to come back. And so they've discovered that because children learn faster, they get all the geniuses in the world at like the age of seven, and they yank them up into a battle school and then a command school for the rest of their childhood, um, knowing that this batch of children, by the time they reach almost adulthood, like 16, this batch of children um, are going to be the ones who command the fleet to to
1: ultimate victory
0: to, to destroy these these bad bugger people that like came on their home
1: planet essentially yeah, like
0: yeah and 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 to stop them from ever invading again and the main character in this is a is one of those geniuses named ender who nobody thinks anybody can do uh do, no nobody has any faith in him except for one uh general who does and it turns out he is incredibly extraordinary um uh spoilers for ender's game because you can't really discuss Ender's Game, without minor spoilers for Ender's Game, there is an emotional twist at the end of the of the thing where it goes away you weren't expecting. Um, I want to say that the movie, I think, pulls off the twist pretty damn well, and the whole movie, the whole for me, as cool as the book is, it's the twist at the end that that makes the book not just good but great. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, but I think. Um...
0: Like what was I think, your? Issue I, with think the movie? The, I think
1: the reason I I didn't I didn't really uh, feel so um, wowed or like this is really good about the movie is that and and for for me like I like that st- I like the big strokes um, and I'm not saying that that isn't a big like that that isn't impo- not an important part of the story. I didn't feel like they did it as well as they could have because I remember I mean I, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie actually because I only saw it the one time like I said I didn't like it that much so I haven't really seen it again. And but I remember being disappointed and like actually having a conversation with Mr. A about this is how they could have done it and it would have been perfect. And I don't know why they didn't do it that way. And I wish I could remember now what that was. But I don't I don't remember. But but part of it for me as well was and I feel like this happens a lot when you have a, a, a meaty book and you try to make a movie out of it. They wind up trivializing so many things along the way that I really feel like are important to the payoff. And, and important to the experience, and in, and one of those in particular was the game that they play in the in the anti-grav place. Um,
0: yeah, know, they really they, felt well,
1: well, in the movie it was just very gimmicky, <clears throat> whereas in the book there it was a there was a whole there was team building there was there was yeah, relationships well, being they, built and, it was and, really
0: important. Well, and, and, and in the movie they play the game three times, and in the book they play the game constantly an enormous amount of times and, and what happens over the course of that
1: is important, know. I think. Right. And, and that's I what think, I mean. I like, think the relationships course, and, the, and the, and the, like for me, a lot of storytelling is, is in the relationships. Like, I don't want, like, I like you. Cause I feel like sometimes if it's just a bunch of spectacle, you kind of don't care. I do like, I love spectacle and I might put spectacle on in the background at a party. But if I if I'm even going to watch spectacle, I want characters I fucking give a fuck about. And I want to no, understand why they're connected. And I want to see the the way those things develop. And that movie fails that abysmally.
0: I wouldn't say abysmally, but I, I will say this. And I and I was talking, you know, my my, you know, Mrs. J was uh was a little she was bummed that I watched it because I I made the promise I was going to watch it. And she's like, I thought we were going to watch it sometime. And I was like, well, it's been, you know, it's been like five years. Right. <laughs> I haven't done it. So she's like, oh. So I I'm thought it was
1: you're-. kind of okay if I just did it. <laughs> she, she was, like, she was like, I'm <laughs>
0: bummed that you guys are watching it without me, but whatever. And so afterwards she said, well, how was it? And I said, well, it's an odd duck in that everything that might bother you about the movie is only going to bother you if you've read the book. But the movie... Without having read the book, I don't know that the movie would really work, because there are yeah. characters there are characters that I care about because I care about them because they're from the book. Yeah, and having no care
1: and there's no reason to care about them that I see presented in the film.
0: Yeah, there's in, in the the film has two kids really that you care about is yeah. Petra and, and Ender the the main boy and the main girl.
1: And, th- um, and I think that was part of what really pissed me off.
0: Well, and that's the other thing. Like, the, the, so
1: you, so basically, you. Well, that's a,
0: the, the biggest thing, the biggest problem with the movie is that the *Ender's Game* the book takes place from the age of like seven to the age of sixteen, and and *Ender's Game* the movie seems like it takes place over the course of about nine months. Yeah. And Ender is seven, and then he's almost a man in the books, and in the movie he's like, like thirteen or fourteen, and that's it. And everybody's a teenager. Yeah, and and that's and I understand why. I understand that that with what they were doing, it'd be very hard to get a bunch of child actors and who are seven and really make it work. I mean, that's hard to do, especially since the the movie was clearly made on a budget. It wasn't a huge movie. um I mean, they so build I, it
1: like it was a huge movie,
0: though. Oh, of course, what? How else are they going to build it? Come <laughs> see our mediocre film.
1: <laughs> Here's what I'm saying: like because like it's not like Ender's Game isn't a name in sci-fi.
0: So I'm not sure
1: why they didn't have the the budget, and I think no, I'm not did... giving them a pass on that. You could have found the actors; they were out there, and you and you could have. And what you could have done and would have been more realistic. Like this was my problem with the the Aragon movie that they did, and that's fantasy, not sci-fi, so much, but you know what I mean. And it was the same sort of thing where, like, when you read the book, you get how he learns to, you know, fight with a sword over a course of a very long time while he's on the road, like literally walking through a forest, like in the olden days, you know, like you're not hopping on a plane. So like you get that it's over a long period of time and that's all in there. And in the movie, it's like one day he can't sword fight. And then the next day he can. And it's like, there's a, there's a function for this in a fucking movie. It's called a montage. You have a montage. (laughs) Like, well, I I think, you know, Trey Parker, Matt fucking Stonewell. Like you have a montage, and there's a reason we have a montage. There's a reason Rocky has a fucking montage because well, nobody's think... gonna believe that yesterday he was a washed-up fucking boxer, and then boom, like three weeks later, he's got that shit back. He's gonna fight.
0: Well, no, I think the, I think the thing is, I think that it's I think adapting a book appropriately for a movie is it's, really it's
1: hard. Not as hard as they make it seem. I swear, and this. And what I say filmmaking. Is that, is
0: that, I'm not I
1: saying that. I've ever made a huge budget Hollywood film, but I feel like that would only make it easier because you would have the fucking money. But like, I don't understand. There's the problem is not in the presentation. The problem is in the, whoever is adapting it to script, I believe. Because every time I've seen it done this way and it's this big rushed, like, they miss what fucking matters, it's in the conversion from tech. And it's because, of, a- again, like what we were bitching about with these new Klingons or whatever. Like, okay, so I'm a writer and I'm coming in here and I'm gonna make it my own. This is how I think now, it should I be. I'm gonna add that this way thing. About I'm drop game, this though. thing and it's like, What the fuck are you I doing? Didn't, I
0: didn't you feel that way about Ender's game adapt at all.
1: The don't take the job. I don't if think I that... can adapt the script better than you and I'm not a writer, that's a fucking problem.
0: Here's the problem, I think. I think I think the Ender's game uh Enders game falls prey to the same problem that the first Harry Potter movie. I think you do need to turn around and make it your own someone. I do agree it with felt, you. I think the
1: first Harry Potter movie was like the best one. No, I the totally one that disagree. It felt the most like the book.
0: Here's the thing I think that's a problem because I think it feels a You're lot like mom. the book because you read the book. And I feel like the first two Harry Potter movies uh, give props where, where it's due. I'm not calling Chris Columbus a hack or anything like that. I don't like the first two Harry Potter movies, but I give him so much credit for perfect casting. Perfect production design, perfect world building to the point where it can sustain what is now a series of movies beyond it. Um, what is
1: your problem with the first movie? It is exactly the book. That's it, my problem.
0: I it's it's feel a like,
1: realization. It's no, what I wanted to see on the screen from the book. Why is that cliff bad? Notes,
0: it's a cliff notes of the book is the problem I have. Like, it I is feel- not. It I feel is like not it rushes from scene to, scene to scene to scene to scene to scene to scene, especially the second one. I feel like it's just like, now we do this scene, now we do this scene, now we do this scene, now we do this scene. Do this scene, I, don't, scene, I, don't, scene.
1: I don't, the second one doesn't, I remember them veering a little bit more in the second one. The first book, and admittedly it is a much shorter book, than like each subsequent one just gets longer. So I, I get at some point, like how do you fit everything in and what do you decide gets to stay? But I remember, and I think it was the, 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 the Triwizard Cup in particular that pissed me off the most because they they took this fucking awesome thing where they had this Sphinx that asks a question, and the whole point of the tournament is that it's a, it's about thinking. It's not about brawn. It's not about athleticism or whatever. Like, it's about using your brain. Like, that's the fucking moral of the shit. And they replaced that. There's no reason they couldn't it. They had the budget. They had the money. They had the manpower. They had all they fucking needed. Somebody was like, instead, it'll be so much more exciting if we have these rustling bushes and they're running and we don't know what's going on. I'm like... Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? And if you say that you did, I did did pretty well. Conversation.
0: I will say this: my favorite of the movies, actually. So my favorite of the movie is uh, is, and it's nobody's favorite. Is I like Order of the Phoenix, but it's my favorite book and it's my favorite movie. I think it's because it's the most like the X Men. um, That like, (laughs) like, like both the book and the movie strike the tone that I like. But I understand why people say that the third movie is the best because it cuts a fuck. It's its own wonderful work of art that absolutely accomplishes everything it needs to accomplish. Um, and I think that that works. My problem with it, we're digressing. I'm still not
1: clear on what your problem is. If, it's, if it is the book as you expect it to be translated into Technicolor, what's the problem there?
0: Because the book is far too dense. To translate in a way that is emotionally meaningful for me, except that I am replaying the book in my head as I'm watching it um, into what is a, like a two hour film. I, you're saying I, that
1: first film was not emotionally. The, the only reason you felt anything watching is because you read the book and you're like, oh, I remember this.
0: I, here's an interesting thing that you should know. I saw the first two films before I read the books.
1: And you weren't moved by the first two films.
0: I thought they were neat. I am more moved by them now because I see them in the context of everything else. Much like the first season of D Space Nine. Like when I first saw it. when you
1: first saw it, you were just like, Ah, that's interesting.
0: I was like that. I was like, "That's pretty good," but you know, Lord of the Rings comes out in a month, and it's so much better.
1: Oh, that is not even a fair fucking comparison. Well, I think
0: it is a fair That's fucking like comparison. like apples
1: and oranges. It's no, not. You know, no. Here's it why. No, hear me out. like hear me a
0: fucking fuck saga, dude. No, but hear me out. At the end of the day, I think that the Harry Potter films, from start to finish, is a better and more epic story than the Lord of the Rings films, start to finish, than the six Lord of the Rings films. Okay, I so think.
1: basically, we're just coming back to the you know thing that's
0: generally true which is just that you're wrong no okay. i don't think here's here's what i like, will that say
1: doesn't what you just said i would like to submit makes no fucking sense okay all right
0: here's what i say the lord of the rings films also include the hobbits films
1: okay well no i'm not including the hobbit movies and
0: and and i would say return of the king has big problems I, i'm not a, I, there are aspects of the return of the king film that i really don't like most notably the end of return of the king is 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 it's, it's starting, you start to see where Peter Jet the problem is, is once you do The Hobbit and you're like, oh, The Hobbit is just so fucking bloated. So it's got so much CG. It's so like the Return of the. It's like, so
1: I mean It's because here's the. Th- there's a big difference. But you difference
0: start to you start to see
1: it's like a hundred and some pages, like maybe. No, no, but and what I'm, I'm saying is,
0: so but I, I'm talking. I'm talking about don't. the visual bloat, though. I'm talking about like when you watch Return of the Jedi and you see the Ewoks and you see how the end of Return of the Jedi is getting kind of convoluted compared to how like structurally tight the first two Star Wars movies were. You see that Lucas is on his way to Episode One. You see, you <laughs> see and I see face. that too. When I see big CG <laughs> elephants and I see that Legolas was awesome when he slid down the, the stairs on a shield and shot three orcs. It's the best part of the second movie. So let's have him jump around a CG Legolas on top of an elephant shooting 10 things. Extreme sports Legolas. I was, it bothered me a little, but I was, uh, I was okay with it. But you totally see how that's going to become Legolas in the Hobbit where he's fucking Super Mario. Like, that's, that, that's like, you can see the, see the of, precursor,
1: but you would, but would you feel that way if the Hobbit movies didn't, if, the, yes, if they I, didn't I, exist I, and you didn't see them?
0: Return of the King was always my least favorite of, of the Lord of the Rings movies. Yes.
1: Okay. Well, I can because, see that.
0: Yeah. And so. I can see
1: that there were elements that, cause like in, in the, in the subsequent films, I don't feel like there were things that you could point to as readily uh, as you could in that film to be like, dude, what are you doing?
0: I just think that, you, remote, I, I, I think that Peter Jackson just kept Getting everything he wanted, and I think that was a problem. Which is why I can honestly go like if I I, I might like Two Towers a little more than than Fellowship because it's a because it's like kind of a, a good gritty action film too. But if I really were to go, which ones do I think is best? I don't think I honestly think that Fellowship is best. Then two towers, then Return of the King. Then the of the three Hobbit movies, the one I like the best is the first one. Agreed. Then the, se- then the second one, then the third one. It's just you watch a straight line of de- of declining of quality. Of yeah. From the first to the last, and you also watch a straight line going up from simplicity to just giant bloat of action and ex- like like by Spectacle. the end. Spectacle. And- like, yeah, look at what
1: i could do that's what i'm saying yeah. and like i don't i don't for me i i much prefer like if you if this uh what did i just see that i was like damn that shit holds up and it's because they did things practically and i was really oh it was twister
0: uh, i well, first of all they that didn't movie. do that practically let's be clear twister is a no, lot of let me, of let, me let me
1: finish let me let me finish um i love that movie i love that movie when it came out And I'm trying to I'm trying to think of what I saw. Oh, I I was watching a doc because I love tornadoes. Like I very badly want to chase tornadoes. Like that's on my bucket list is for us to go on a trip chasing tornadoes.
0: I'm that person um like like three three weeks ago you're so sick you're like i can't get out of bed (laughs) i know i'm gonna fucking chase a tornado i've always wanted
1: to chase a tornado fuck you wind (laughs) i love the wind i've always wanted to chase a tornado like (laughs) and every time i've told somebody this they're like you want to do what i was like and, and like when i found out that it was a thing that like there's there's like you pay money and you go on like a trip like a normal person goes on a vacay and that's what you do they were like that's not a real thing i was like oh yes it is and i'm gonna do it it's happening i'm happy it's happening in my lifetime i'm doing it and they're like what why would you want i'm like are you fucking kidding have you ever seen even a picture of a tornado you don't want to see that like up close and personal it like right there like i'm not saying i want to die in a tornado no i'm saying i want to see one (laughs) Like, no. like right in front of me I, or and right anyway, next Twister, to me. Like,
0: Twister, what What held up about Twister? Okay,
1: so uh, what held up, because they had all these special features on it, and and I was like, and as I, after I finished watching the film, I was like, wow, that really holds up. And it's like from the 90s. That's yeah,
0: 20 like, years old.
1: Yeah, it's a old, like by CG standards, it's old. Yeah. And I'm, I was like, wow, it really holds up. And the reason is because much like what, you know, uh, was done with, the new star wars there's a mix right like so there's there's location shots and they're putting cg into the location shot but they're at the location so there are there isn't all this cg like when they filmed that they filmed it at the height of tornado season in like oklahoma and shit and they were there and they had like storm trucks they had and, and like when they did i don't know if you remember the scene i'll give you a perfect example the scene um, where they're going towards a tornado to try to drop off Dorothy. If anyone hasn't seen the movie, um, watch it, because something's wrong with you. But um, I'm just kidding, not really, but, but watch it. Um, they're, they've, she's developed this thing that has, like, tiny little sensors that if it opens up inside a tornado, it would give us the ability to know how, more about a tornado so we'd have more time to predict them, to give people more lead time to get out of the way and not die in one, which is awesome, right? So they're trying to get to, to a tornado to put it in the path of the tornado. And there's, like, hail coming at them. And he goes out the back and like Bill Paxton goes out the back. Helen Hunt's driving. Bill Paxton goes out the back to like turn on Dorothy and all this shit. And hail is coming down. And like hearing them talk about it after the fact, Bill Paxton's like, I didn't really have to act in that scene. Because what they had was they had this big truck that had blocks of like 300 pound blocks of ice that they fed into a machine that's used to make snow, but they dicked with it so that it would make little... Little ice chips instead, so it would make hail instead of snow. That's in front. They they like squeeze the the camera car in between, and then I the truck with the Helen point Hunt point. and yeah. Bill Paxton is behind that. And then they have a jet I... engine on on the truck, like a jet engine. I shit you not, <laughs> from like a seven twenty seven. And they have debris that they throw in front of the jet engine, and so they've so like in the in the scene. They're being pelted like Bill Paxton is literally being pelted with hail and debris as he goes out the back to do this, and it looks fucking great. Yeah, that no, that part.
0: No, and I, I don't want to. I'm not going to slam Twister. It was it, and, and the sound is amazing. It's an amazing. And,
1: and every time there's a tornado, like they and and the, I mean, the tech, they talk about how nobody had ever built one before and how difficult it was to CG it and to make it look real, but like it's it's they're always putting it in a real place and that's why it looks so good and it still holds up and because, i agree yes, with you the that- tornado isn't real but everything else you're seeing is
0: i agree that you need to feel spectacle i i, I will and i'm not going to disagree with that point with you. i will say this um going back to movies based on books and stuff um and it occurred to me while you were talking maybe i've said it before but it it occurred to me big time i don't think so if you were to remake harry potter if you, go, if you were to go, all of them. Um, if you're to go, you know what? We are setting out to remake Harry Potter, which I gotta imagine is gonna happen ten years from now. I gotta uh, gotta imagine that we're ten years away why? from that.
1: Why? Why? Why do you because, have? To
0: because because Warner Brothers wants some fucking money. That's what they want. They want uh, money. Here's what I think you do though. I don't think that, especially given where things are going, or if you wanted to do Ender's Game again. I think you do them both as a series exactly yeah it's the only
1: because because the the thing is they're so dense that it doesn't make a lot of sense like it's it's because tv has gotten so good yeah and they've gotten more budget and you could do you could tell a long form story you don't have to be pigeonholed by i'm only got an hour 30
0: i agree and you know what you do you shoot ender's game and then ender's shadow you shoot at the same time and you release that as the second season of ender's game so you do it as a Netflix series, and you sh- and because you have the sets and you have the actors, you're really yeah no, two it's a great series.
1: idea. Like it, and, shooting
0: them concurrently totally makes sense. And then you release them a year apart, and then if it does well enough, then you can go ahead and then you can go ahead and move forward with either one of them or turn it into two different series um which you could yeah. totally do. And I um, mean like
1: like that's how I feel about a good a good example of that is the um the series of unfortunate events on Netflix. which I
0: which I haven't seen because it is it is uh my wife and my oldest kids thing. It's their thing that they're doing. Um but I hear that it's great.
1: It's fantastic. And here's the thing like the movie was good. I liked the movie. Like I enjoyed Jim Carrey in it. I enjoyed the cast like it felt like all of it felt good. And it even it felt like it captured the the tone of the books and like that's the thing like if you were to look at them like tonally they're very similar like they're uh, virtually identical in terms of tone like like in in the coloring in the in the 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 sort of dry
0: humor of uh oh, the, you know, the, there are the, horrible the,
1: things that are happening the fucking, you the fucking chick
0: who watch, plays the, the fucking chick who plays the older of oh, the bottle orphans looks precisely like yeah. the one before
1: like, like i actually remembered thinking when i saw the trailer for it, being like wait did she just not age or something? Is that the same? Yeah. Is that like looks, her daughter or something? What's going looks on different, here?
0: But yeah, it's crazy. Like
1: it was, it was weird. Like being like, how did they, how did, how do they have the same people and how do they not age? I'm confused. Um, yeah. Like, so it looks the same, but it just gives you the time to, and, and I can see where in the movie they did a good job because it wasn't like you didn't have the elements that I see in the series, but like, they just didn't have as much time to tell it. And it's so much better to have the long form to get to see each stop along the way with this, you know, with their uncle, you know, fucking dogging them. It's it's better, you know, just because you have the time.
0: Well, and I think that I think what that does is that solves both of our problems, right? Because you like the first two because it hits all the moments of the book but I don't like them because I feel like the moments are given time to breathe and that the movies move very slowly. Um, you don't like the later ones because they cut so fucking much out of the books, and I like the later ones because they have good pacing, and the moments they do choose are allowed to breathe. What you get in series, especially these fucking Netflix series, with the exception of Fuller House, they've done a great job.
1: Whatever, I like Fuller House.
0: <laughs> um, But like, if you look at the Daredevil series, you look at the series of unfortunate events, and you even look at things like Game of Thrones, and you look at... You know, Walking Dead to a point. Although I, I don't want to judge Walking Dead. I, I I'm actually being a shithead because I've only watched the first season. I loved it, but I hear that it's not as good. Um, oh,
1: I've never. Yeah, I haven't started yeah. it because it's not done yet. And I'm um, and I
0: always hear people raving about it. And I'm like, oh no, I but, can't wait. <laughs> but even lesser shows like like Arrow and Flash and stuff like it, they, you're allowed to tell these longer form stories where your moment where you can both have your spectacle every episode, which is enough to pull you along, and also the the moments have the opportunity to breathe and you only have to worry worry about the pacing of one episode which can be equivalent to half a chapter in the book and there's far there's more than enough spectacle within ender's game where you could have an awesome action scene in every single episode of that series and still give the series the emotional time that needs for that to make sense yeah and and i mean i I do think it's uh, the
1: best way to do i mean i'm i'm trying to like I, I like I have I've just got caught up like I don't th- I know they have a new one on, on uh, the air but um, American Horror Story which I just love um, and they just it's so clear that they have this this is a, this is the storyline that we're telling and we've got this many episodes to tell it in you know and it's it's so, and it's so good every time <clears throat> and they're telling a different story every time well that's what I love about the Marvel and, thing right I and, think and, and yet and yet like I don't know if you watch this series, but like there are tiny little like so I think somebody was telling me I think Mr A was telling me like th- they were saying in some article that like they're all interconnected in some way, and I'm like, I'm starting to see that because like what happens in in like each like season is there will be some kind of like link back to like I think in the season that I just watched, which was Freak Show or no, it was um the it was hotel like one of the characters is like having a baby or something. And so she goes to the same doctor that like had the house in the first one. And so it's fucking awesome. Like there's this link back and you're like, Oh, interesting. So like, there's that, I like, so then there's sort of that tantalizing thing that like somewhere at the end, there's going to be this interconnectedness that you're going to see. And you're going to be like, what? Um But even without that, it's just kind of cool. Cause you remember that you're like, oh, I remember that. And it's exciting. <laughs>
0: Well, so. I think I think Marvel in particular is hitting it out of the park on on this particular theme. because what they've done is they took your second tier corny characters and <laughs> made them the and made them the and made them cool. Well, that but that's the thing. They said these are the characters that don't have a ton of depth. These are are truly our four color characters like the the the. And by four color, I mean the original four colors they used to print comic books. Like these are the characters that. They don't have the heft and the depth of the X-Men and even Spider-Man and whatnot. These are characters that that are, are borderline cheesy. And they chose the Hulk, big green monster, Thor, Captain America, and a guy in a big suit of armor. And they're like, yeah, but what if we fit their stories into a two-hour movie and it was tons of spectacle and we deliver the tropes of their characters? Does that work? And that works perfectly in the two-hour movie format. And then they took... The characters that are deeper like daredevil like luke cage like like characters that they don't their stuff isn't about the spectacle it's about the drama daredevil is a fucking like dramatic book um and and they they said okay well these we can stretch out and use the long-form storytelling to tell those stories and i think that that is perfect i think and i you look at a character like like wolverine who's an amazing character who's being portrayed perfectly by by Hugh Jackman. It's yeah. always perfect. And yet mm-hmm. with the exception I think of the second X-Men movie, they haven't cracked the code on Wolverine yet in a movie. And I liked Days of Future Past a lot. I liked the first X-Men movie fine. Um I loved Days of Future Past. I feel like uh I feel like the second Wolverine movie, like The Wolverine was pretty good, but uh. I still feel, I still feel like they never quite uh. I feel like they never fight quite cracked the code on the character. I'm hoping this new movie It looks does, like
1: yeah, it looks really good. But like, the only way like they're
0: going nice. to crack the code on the character is by completely ripping the character away and go, "Okay, well let's just put him way way in the f- future and and kind of the way it's going to w- work great is that he's not really Wolverine anymore. And he's becoming back to Wolverine and that's fine. I I it looks like it's going to be spectacular. But I feel like Wolverine again, if you they're going to have to reboot Wolverine at some point.
1: Well because I think that so I think that the issue there right is I think that the X-Men in particular right when you're talking about the X-Men like they work they work better as a team like that like the cartoon that I watched back in the day was awesome. Oh the Wolverine because, comic was so good. Because what you're getting is you're getting like sprinkling of like you have that long form to sort of and, and even in this case I'm saying long form by like half hour of cartoon show like But you have what happens is with, you know, you get a little bit something more about each of the characters. Like so every episode you sort of see them working as a team, which is sort of integral to the X-Men is that team vibe, which I love. But in each, you know, as it goes along, you're getting a little bit more about this one character, a little bit more about this one character. And so you're still seeing how they became who they are in the team whilst getting to see them be a team and that i think is the reason like the that the movies are are like i like the first one okay rogue aside like that mm-hmm. um but i think if they if they did a series it would it would go much better like they would have the time to tell the story to to show them as a team to show them being awesome as a, as the x men and and fighting the good fight and then you'd still have the time to show the
0: the, sides of them, the, yeah. in,
1: the depth that, that they actually have like rogue i remember rogue was like one of my favorite characters on that show she's just so tortured and like mystique being her mom and that whole thing and her being dark and stealing captain you know ms marvel's powers and like there's all this cool shit that like i would never know about if all i had was the movies
0: agreed agreed I want to uh, um, we're going to be wrapping it up at this point, but I want to say that uh, this the superhero conversation is very much what we uh, hope to accomplish in the podcast coming up with me and Arthur coming up. So that is keep an ear out for that. Um, uh, I want to uh, I mean, I think it's fun that we didn't even touch Star Trek this time, um, which is you fine, but like, so
1: happy. Like, we touched everything
0: else. Like, like, truly, we we <laughs> like not a franchise. <laughs> everything
1: else know. episode, guys. <laughs> yeah,
0: so, um, so I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. My name is Justin.
1: My dudes Alex. Trek off. Trek off
0: Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription, or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast—you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.